They are wide open, seemingly lidless, with no whiteness to them, all pupil, no iris, as if splashed full of ink. The midwife says they will worry about it later. For now, the child must eat. The midwife thumbs down the baby's chin and plays its mouth along her nipple while Juliana massages her breast and brings from it a thick yellowish bead of colostrum. The baby nods toward the taste, but will not latch on. She keeps pulling away to stare at Juliana. It may be a trick of the light, the cabin so dim, but the baby's large eyes appear somehow sorrowful. Juliana struggles to hold the baby's head in place. She does not believe the baby should be strong enough to do so, but she is, arching her back and twisting her head to study Juliana's face. Robert cannot take the sound of her screams, or the sight of his wife writhing naked in pain. He tries to help at first, packing snowballs to rub along her wrists and ankles and forehead, but he cannot stop staring at her belly, which seems somehow separate from her, the skin so tight it appears ready to split, almost purple in color, with a white line running down its middle. He thinks he sees shapes in it, what look like hands, a face pressing against the skin, the baby trying to claw or chew its way out. So he pulls on his boots and doeskin jacket and escapes outside. Snow falls and accumulates on his shoulders when he paces. He is a simple man who pleasures in small things, the song of a nuthatch, the last flare of sunlight on the horizon before night rushes in, the taste of rare lamb and oak-aged whiskey. His wife confuses him. She is a woman of many moods, rarely steady in her feeling, weeping when she says she loves him and draws him into a hug, weeping when she laments him and hurls a dish at the wall. He has learned, when her anger spikes, not to say anything. Not saying anything is the best medicine for their marriage. And making himself scarce. After one of her spells, that's what she calls them, as if they were dark magic, he might chop wood, or weed their garden, or wander around the bend to his nearest neighbor, Colson, for a game of cards or dice. He hears another cry from inside, the loudest yet, and the worst sound imaginable, like an animal dying, falling from a cliff or rent in half by an axe, and he can only hope that the baby is here, that this is the end. The snow is thick, and his mind distracted. So he does not look east, where through the falling snow he might notice a faint orange glow. His neighbor's cabin, burning. And when he paces, the snow creaks beneath his boots, so he does not hear the hushed passage of the two men clambering up the hill toward him. They appear as beasts, robed in bearskins, the hollowed heads of which rest atop their own, the snouts like toothed visors that throw a shadow over their faces. They run a few paces, their boots splashing up snow, and then crouch down, run, and then crouch. In this way, they progress up the hillside, threading through trees, trampling icy bushes, plunging over frosted logs. Then they duck down and scuttle close and lift their heads slowly over a lip of snow to observe him pacing and muttering. And then, with a white, sparkling explosion, they rush forward. At first, 
They try to wrestle him down, shoving him, trying to kick out his legs. But he puts up enough of a fight that they stop trying and jab a knife into his stomach and then drag it across his neck. They hold him down in the snow until he bleeds out into a red slushy puddle, until his body stops struggling. When the door first crashes inward, Juliana is fatigued enough by the labor and distracted enough by the child that she does not scream. She only thinks, how strange, a bear. Hurrying out of the night and into the cabin, shaggy and caked with snow and thudding across the floorboards. It pauses near the fire, the snow melting in the heat, steaming off its fur, and only then does she see the bearded man beneath the skins the light brightening his eyes into orange coals. In one hand, he grips a knife. Its metal is bloodied, a red patina with ice crystals flowering.